Welcome to the Elevatory Podcast, a podcast without the business BS, where you'll learn that you do need to hustle, success doesn't happen overnight, and unsexy things like knowing your numbers can literally make or break your business. You'll also learn that dancing around on reels or sliding into someone's DMs does not have to be part of your marketing strategy, unless, of course, you want it to. If you want to know how to grow and grow sustainably with an authentic approach to your marketing, then this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to our second episode of the Elevatory podcast. Now, today I'm joined by Caroline, and she is the Elevatory's head of digital. Caroline teaches and coaches on all things marketing strategy, sales funnels, email marketing, Facebook and Instagram ads, you name it. Now, Caroline's been with the Elevatory since 2018. She's run her own e-commerce store, and I think you sold it in the end as well, didn't you? Did you sell it on? Yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. (laughs) Time flies. Um, And she spent many years working in the world of Facebook ads, and she's even headed up and run our Facebook ad agencies for the last couple of years, you know, where we spent, you know, millions of dollars in revenue across multiple businesses. Um, And she's been teaching digital marketing to our clients for over four years. So she's definitely well-versed for the topic for today, which is all about um, Facebook ads. And I know it's a world that, what it's a place that a lot of people are really inquisitive in terms of learning whether it's the right place for their business and that's kind of what spurred this episode on today was we get this question a lot from people is are Facebook ads right for my business what do you reckon should we break it down Caroline sounds good what a good question It is a good question because it's well Facebook ads aren't necessarily right for every single type of business or certainly not at, at every single stage of the business journey right so with that in mind what stage of the journey do you think people need to be in in order to use ads and maybe we can break it down by business type because there are lots of different business types out there yeah sure um so oh, like you just said it's um yeah going to be different for different types of businesses but for e-commerce to start with um you really want to make sure you've got a tested product first first up um you don't want to be running ads to something just anything you want to be doing your research you want to be making sure and um, you've got a strong clear offer as well and you want to make sure you've got your usps and your points of difference down pat um once you've got that and you're pretty confident you've got that i think ads can yeah pretty much start straight away um, the one thing you do want to make sure though is you're running ads to somewhere that's optimized so you don't want to have a naff website or a slow website or a really bad customer journey when it comes to the cart, um, you don't be paying to send people to you know, a bad experience. So just you know, be conscious of that. Make sure you've got um, all your pages and assets and things optimised. I, I think that's a really good point. I was going to say, you've heard me say this before. I think that that's why I'm so wary of people in the, early in the journey who want to use ads going straight to an ad agency because the ad agencies aren't looking at all of those things. You know, we look at all those things with our clients because we want to make sure that the journey is brilliant so that when the ads go on, that they actually work. But the ad agencies, that's not their job. Their job is to run ads and, you know, test creative and write copy. But at the end of the day, they're not there to to make sure that the business is working as it should. So it's really important that, yeah, that whole journey is right. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's so easy to just put money down the drain then as well, because, you know, it might be looking good, you might be getting the clicks, but you're not getting the conversions off the back. And like you said, that's not the job of a... Um, ads manager then it no. gets then it gets bloody expensive right <laughs> you're then paying the, you're then paying the agency fees and then you're paying for your your potentially good ads not to work because other things are broken mm-hmm. too true um yeah so yeah once you've once you've done your research and you've got a good product and you've definitely got your assets optimized i reckon you're pretty good to go for an e-commerce store that's i mean after all you're online you wouldn't be found online so yeah 
more traffic the better really at that point. Um, if you are a local service business, um, then it's slightly different. Um, obviously, you're going to be wanting a lot more awareness. You're going to want people to know you exist. You're going to be going to run ads to the local audience, a lot smaller audience. Um, but you can use these early on, pretty much. Like if you, even if you're launching, like you could have an opening offer, a launch offer, or something like that. And um, you can definitely run ads to that. Um, sometimes even messenger campaigns for local work really well. I was going to um, say, yeah, from our experience, local local yeah. businesses, whether you're a, I don't know, you're a personal trainer or you are doing eyebrows or something like that. Some of our clients, um, yep. messenger campaigns work exceptionally well in terms of getting bums on seats in into, exactly. into their offers. And the beauty there is you don't need your pages. You don't need a website. <laughs> you can literally run a messenger campaign, get people, you know, get people in, booking for appointments, inquiring, getting an offer, whatever it might be, have, starting conversations with people. So local service, definitely a good way to get in front of your audience that are just around you rather than putting flyers in cafes and things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say people like, people like to connect with people. So I think it's a really good, to, it's good for starting conversations and asking questions. So yeah. when it's right there, people then can click and ask questions. And I think that that's what we see a lot is conversations happening, vocals happening. So local service is definitely a win and early on. And then what about um, traditional service? So coaches, consultants, website designers, creatives, you name it. Yeah, so for everyone else, service-based, it's a bit different to your normal e-coms because you're not really making sales so much with your ads. You're more list building, awareness building, audience building. Um, so you would definitely be running ads to grow your email list, maybe to encourage people to join a Facebook group. Um, you'd be, you know, you've got certain different types of ads like engagement ads, video views ads, if you're using to build audiences, there's so many things you can do. Um, whether you're launching and you might have a webinar or a challenge, something like that, or you might have an evergreen funnel, you can definitely run ads to all those things. So, yeah, pretty much, I guess, making sure your assets are optimized again if you're a coach or a consultant, um, whatever it might be, you know, you want to be sending someone, people to a good, good page. But otherwise, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I would say that definitely with service that it's the difference between local service and an e-com and then a traditional service is it's not necessarily as conversion focused in terms of making a sale then on there it's more about getting people into your world and a long journey in the next experience so as you said from the list into a facebook group or you know sending emails and then in the emails you book them in for a call so there's kind of like a longer journey but um but for us facebook ads have played a huge role in being able to build audience over time and i think it plays a role in um the growing the business for the future as opposed to always about something happening right now because there's a lot of people who will opt in for something and they're not quite ready for what you've got to offer but they will be and you want to make sure that you have that bank off the will be's otherwise you know you're going to come unstuck down the track yeah and I guess that's an important point as well is you know with your email list that you own your email list um, and it's yours so all those contacts which you might have paid for ads to get them onto your email list but they're, they're then yours to love and nurture and sell to down the track so um, it might be a bit sort of a later reward where the income comes in for a service-based business, but you are building that audience to sell to essentially. Well, there are other tips so that we teach, I guess, when it comes to email marketing and using a Facebook group and other things in order to actually start conversations and generate leads. But yeah, certainly the ads are not, the ads are more about bringing in the audience, not necessarily the conversion. The conversion happens through other means. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So basically we generally believe that Facebook ads are pretty much great for every single type of business in some form. They definitely work um, in lots of different ways and give you lots of different opportunities from awareness to purchase and conversion. Um, do you think there are any business types out there 
the ads aren't the right fit for or kind of product services, anything that you're like, not a good idea? Sure. I mean, there's definitely um, spaces where it's going to be more difficult. Um, if you are, like, if you're selling, I don't even know, something that's really, really competitive, <laughs> um, even skincare, and you have to, don't have, you know, a really strong point of difference or a really clear offer, um, it's going to be hard. Like, you might run ads, but you might not get the return you're expecting. You might not get the return that you want straight up, especially for someone like a skincare brand. You might actually get your return down the track when you get, you know, your customers become more loyal and you get repeat purchases. Um, so those, depending on your yeah, industry and niche, they can be tricky, um, if, especially if it's competitive and cluttered. Do you think with competitive spaces, and I think the problem is with competitive spaces is, yeah, you can't stand out, but there's also a lot of people competing, but it comes down to the amount of money I think you're willing to put in to get share of voice. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's it's an auction. So however much you bid is, you know, what you're putting forward. It's like the same as bidding for a house in an auction. Like you're saying, hey, Facebook, I've got this much money to get in front of these people. Like, will you show my ad? So if you're, you know, playing um, small and you're not spending much, then you're not going to be able to go and, yeah, you're not going to be able to get in front of as many people as you want to. You're not going to win the auction. You're not going to get the results that you're looking for. Um, so, yeah, you've got to be committed to spending. So I guess if you don't have budget, um, it's probably not the best place. But that said, there are certain types of ads you might run for awareness, but you wouldn't be expecting conversions off the back of them. Um, so yeah, budget definitely plays a part into who can compete. Um, but you've got to remember, like we're here spending, you know, maybe fifty, hundred dollars on a campaign, and then there's people spending tens of thousands, if not millions, like yeah. in their ad account. So when we say go big, put a hundred dollars on it, you know, there's already someone out there, you know, trying to bid a thousand dollars in the same space. So. Um, yeah, just something to be mindful of, I guess. Um, Definitely. And I think in that vein as well, with regards to um, competitive spaces, um, as you said, you have to think sometimes about the average lifetime value of that client. So even though um, it's competitive and it might be a bit more expensive to get that initial lead, if they come back and spend again and again, you might lose on that first client, but over time, you you know, the profit comes. Um, I think another space worth talking about is those in the maker space um, mm -hmm. purely and, and I don't want to tarnish all makers with the same brush that's not right but it's more those that have got low value have like a low value item yeah. so if you hand make something and you're selling it for five or ten or fifteen dollars it's quite hard for you to make money on products of that level yeah definitely like again it's the amount you come back to that bid amount as well so you're not going to be bidding 30 bucks to sell a ten dollar item um, that's where you need to be, I guess, more clever in your stra pricing strategies and what you're offering. So looking at your average order value and how you can increase that, maybe if you're selling $10 earrings, maybe they have to buy a pack of five. So it becomes a $50 product rather than a $10 product. Um, but yeah, you've got to look at your um, average order values and then you've got to decide by looking at your margins and your numbers um, what your cost per acquisition is ideally going to be on Facebook. So that might be, you know, if you're selling a $20 product, you can only, you want it to be $10. And um, that might just not be viable in the market that you're in or with the competition that there is or just with, with all the factors that come into, into play. Um, so yeah, I guess for makers, it's tricky um, if you've got low dollar items. Um, and low margins as well. Like you could actually have a more expensive product, but if you haven't got good margins on that product, 
um, you've not got a lot of wiggle room, then you can't afford for your ads to be that expensive. And Well, that's it. You can't afford the cost per acquisition. So you've got to take those things into account where the cost per acquisition can end up costing you money as in you actually pay it's almost like you pay the customer you you give yeah. the customer the stuff for free and you lose money yeah. um which is not great but again it depends on the average lifetime or whether you can make that back over time but generally what you don't want to be doing is spending 25 dollars and making minus five you yeah. know yeah sure. so these these are definitely things to think about um so this is why we do a lot of work with clients around their product margins and quite quickly we can see if their margins aren't up to scratch it's going to be really difficult for them to to do ads but equally alongside that as you said look at the average order value and see how you can bundle things up and make it more attractive for people to spend more so that you can acquire that person in and then sell to them again and again oh, awesome. awesome yeah okay um and budgets how long is a piece of string right <laughs> Oh, budgets. Um, oh, it depends. <laughs> Can I just say it depends and go away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it really does, though. I think you can start small, like you really, really can. But as we were just you know, chatting about, it is an auction. So you do want to have a bit of skin in the game. You do want to be putting your best foot forward because you're more likely to win auctions. You're more likely to get the results you're looking for. Um, I think, I mean, there are definitely strategies you can run for like $5, $10 a day, but they're not going to be the conversion return on ad spend type strategies you're probably wanting to hear about. Um, so e-commerce budgets, it depends on the price of your product. So look at your average order value and consider your um, lifetime values as well. But come back to that CPA, what can you afford? How much um, do you want to spend to get that customer basically so if you come back and saying it's you know you've got a hundred dollar um product um and you're happy to pay 30 40 dollars to get that customer i'd recommend starting there as your um daily budget so 30 40 30 or 40 dollars a day yeah and generally it's i mean to be honest for all e-com it's nice to start around there um it's kind of feels a bit manageable you're around the thousand dollars a month type spend um you can get a nice campaign on you can test a few audiences you can test a few ads um, and then hopefully you can start scaling. Well, that's it. I think it, I think for people that are scared when they hear $1,000 spend is that the view is that you should be making money back, um, even if you're just breaking even initially as you learn, in which case it's you haven't lost anything. You've just gained, you know, you've gained customers and you've gained insights and then you can make things better as you go. It's like anything in marketing. I think everybody expects when ads to turn on or things, it just happens straight away and that's not the case. Yeah. Um, you have to test lots of different scenarios and creatives and, and in service businesses, lots of different types of funnels and some will work better than others. Um, on that note so talking about like service businesses like local service businesses with messenger campaigns and things like that I mean they're relatively quite small budgets aren't they yeah I mean you've got a fixed audience so you're not trying to reach the masses Um, so yeah 10 bucks a day will will do you good I reckon for a message messenger campaign Um, obviously you spend a little bit more and you're going to get more messages in more likely more than anything so it kind of depends on your time frames for things Um, but like as you were saying earlier you're not you're not committing masses of budget ever, really, because if something doesn't work, you turn it off. Yeah. Like you don't, it's not there forever. You're not spending and spending and spending and losing and losing and losing. You might be testing and tweaking and trying, but you're not just putting it on and it's disappearing down the drain. Yeah, so, no, we definitely yeah. don't want that. But yeah, so small, small budgets, small, small-ish budgets for local. Small-ish budgets for local. I mean, you could certainly spend more, but it'd probably be a more of a fixed term campaign say like a flash sale or some kind of offer for three or four days where you go a higher budget and you'd smash everyone it's only the people that are local to you or trying to get in front of anyway so you can that's the only audience you can target because otherwise if you run it too much right the frequency will be too high and then people just get a bit over your ad 
yeah, they get over it. But you see that in the data. The numbers tell you what's going on. You start to see fewer conversions or fewer messages or um, people just stop responding. And then you can turn that off and try a new offer or a new creative even for the same offer. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then what about service businesses? Service. So as we were saying earlier, it's more about your audience building and your list building. So there's definitely a strategy that we run with pretty much all of our clients. Um, which is engagement ads. And it's a really nice place to start. You can start running those for like $5 a day just to start in building your audiences essentially to retarget. Um, so something like that's one campaign that could go on, you know, for five bucks a day. That's a pretty nice way to start. Um, list building, it's going to really depend on that algorithm and how much your leads are costing. So if your leads cost 10 bucks a day, um, sorry, if your leads are costing $10 and you've got a budget of $30 a day, then you're getting three leads a day, which is okay for the algorithm to continue learning and working and all that. But if you've got a budget of $10 a day and your leads cost $50, it's going to struggle because you're only going to get one lead every five days. It's going to be a very slow burn. It's not going to be great for optimization. So there's a little bit of it depends <laughs> because yeah. it depends on how much your leads are going to cost. And you don't really know that until you start going. And um, there's obviously different um, benchmarks and standards for different industries, but you don't really know until you try your brand in your audience. With and your see what happens. And more. equally, as I said before, you've got to think about the onwards journey of that lead. So if that lead goes into a Facebook group and you can convert them into a sale, then, you know, spending $50 a day for five leads and one of them converts is a no brainer, you know, yeah. so you've got to think about from there, what, what happens next, or if it's just list building for a launch, you might have a lower budget that's on continuously for a longer period of time. So I think it depends on the strategy, definitely. Well, it's, um, it's a way to speed everything up, isn't it? You could do all of this without ads and, you know, it's be a slow burn. You could put a video on Instagram. You can invite people in Facebook groups to join your Facebook group, but it's going to be a very slow burn and you're going to be on there 24-7. But if you're using ads, it's fast-tracking all these things to happen for you to eventually get that dollar at the other end. Well, I'm glad you said that because I think that's an interesting thing because a lot of people I think a bit nervous about ad spend and things like that. Which actually brings me on to the next the next point which is all about mindset and and everything else, but generally, yeah, we want we don't want we don't want people to freak out uh, about spending money and thinking about it as money down the drain or an, you know that kind of thing. We want to think about the fact that it's expediting results and we should be focusing on the outcomes it creates and I think you know, a lot of people, if you don't have a budget, I understand wanting to do things organically, but there is a lot of time that gets involved in posting in groups, asking people to join your groups to kind of show up on socials, do videos and reels. Um, mm -hmm. And I think this sort of stuff gives you a mass audience really quite quickly. Um, and if you can then get onward funnels right, then you can certainly be moving things a lot faster in your business versus organic. Not knocking organic, because I think organic can be fantastic. And obviously it should be a holistic solution. But um, I mean, I think we've definitely always been of that pay for traffic, get mm -hmm. it done fast, keep moving um, in terms of time. But yeah. anyway, so let's talk about mindset for success because I think, yeah, there is a fear about people spending. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what would you say to people who are thinking about spending? Oh, yeah, it is, it is a mind game. It really is. Um, and you can love Facebook or hate Facebook, but it's still, you know, it's a really good platform for getting in front of people, building those audiences and awareness. So just being in that mind frame that you are testing and learning constantly. So it's it's not money down the drain. It's, you know, you're that step closer to finding out what works. If you find out what doesn't work, you're that step closer to finding out what is going to work for you. Um, but it really is a testing game. There's no like quick fix, one quick solution, put this on, this will work, this will bring you the dollars. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so just being in that mindset, I guess, of having maybe is a testing budget um, and just being prepared to spend that and just, you know, having it there and just saying, this is, this is why I'm spending this, this is what I'm doing with this, and this is what I'm learning as a result. 
Um, so yeah, massively around the money factor of it, which we totally get. Um, just around that break-even point as well, it's like you be, won't be expecting to put something on be a success overnight. Like if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. So it is around thinking about what it's bringing you. You know, you might not even be getting those many clicks, but you're getting impressions, you're getting brand awareness from all those people seeing your ad. They might be seeing you, you know, organically somewhere. They might be on your email list and they've seen an ad and that's all helping with the end result. So it's that, um, it is that holistic view on, you know, what's going on with all the elements of your marketing strategy. Um, yeah, spending money to make money. If you don't start spending, you are not going to be making the big guns at the end. So you just got to you think about how much you're putting in um, is going to result in how much you put out. So I think that's is particularly important for people when they start scaling, because often you'll just have a budget and be like, this is my budget. This is what I'm spending. No, no, no. This is what I'm spending. And it's like, but this is working. Like if something is working, don't you want to put more into it um, and get more out of it? And as we said earlier, like if that that process doesn't work goes off like does it's not forever so um yeah you've got to be in yeah. the game i was gonna say scaling can be an interesting one because you can suddenly yeah. scale and then everything bombs <laughs> and you can do that yeah <laughs> scale oh no it's not working you need to like move yeah. up to a whole nother bracket for it to work but um yes it's de it's definitely a game to play but one that can be incredibly lucrative in terms of reach awareness um conversions you know revenue coming in but you do have to be in it to win it so i'm always about focusing on the the, the outcomes and the long term of what these things are going to create for you rather than the short-term pain but also yeah you want to be making sure that you're keeping your eyes on your data so you're not just hemorrhaging money and you make good decisions from it and i and i think that all of this really ties up for me in that it's really important that you don't just try Facebook ads on your own. I think just go out there and, you know, there's a lot of people that I speak to that just boost posts or they just go out there and, you know, they start running ads and they wonder why they're not working. And, you know, there's quite a bit to it. And I, I know having been and written courses with you and gone, gone through the ins and outs of things that, it's pretty epic what goes on behind the scenes. And if you don't understand it, then unfortunately you can lose a lot of money and we don't want that. No, you definitely don't want that. But you do, you want to be, you want to learn, you want to empower yourself to know what's going on um, so that you are able to take control of it. And yeah, just go along for the ride. <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever want to outsource, if you ever want to outsource this area, you've got to learn it first. Big believers in uh, you got to learn it, own it, understand it, get the benchmarks, get the best out of it you can. Um, and then yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then you can let it go because you've got parameters and you've got insights that you can brief someone else on to do it at the same level for you. Um, but generally, I mean, and we've got case studies on this. We often see people who run their own ads can do much better than agencies because they know their brand and they love it and live it and they're in it a bit more. They and are. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's an interesting one okay well trust lots of food for thought for anyone thinking about running ads you know, there's enormous potential and opportunity for all types of businesses you don't have to break the bank in terms of the volume that you spend straight away but you do need to have a success mindset and the ability to trust um trust in the outcomes and actually go in and willing to test um but you know last point is make sure that you actually learn how to run them properly so mm. that you're not just going out there flying by the seat of your pants because then you know the the proverbial might hit the fan, which is not so good. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, look, um, I'm going to wrap up now. And um, if you have any further questions with regards to anything Facebook ads, then drop us a line at podcast at the elevatory.com um, or obviously anything else, sales, marketing, pretty much anything. I say this at the end of every episode, we are pretty much covering all of the bases with all of the team and on all of the knowledge. And you'll certainly see all of us coming on to multiple episodes of the podcast to discuss various things. So give us questions and we promise we'll always answer it honestly. And if you'd like to know anything more about what we do and how we might be able to help you with our amazing team, maybe you want to master ads yourself and you want to understand the metrics, we can teach you all of that and more. Head to theelevatory.com and you can book in for a call with me and we'll run through your options. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. We got, we'll see you next time.